Aloha, people of God. It's your brother, Mike Dillard, coming at you live and direct from Honolulu, Hawaii. Welcome to Fully Submitted with Brother Mike. You know, today is, uh, wow, how can I say it? Well, first of all, hello. <laughs> I hope everybody is doing well. I hope that you are walking today in the joy of the Lord, just in case you're not. I want you to remember that, you know, the Lord is, amen? The Lord, our God is, he is, right? He is greater than your problems. He is greater than your circumstances. He is greater than whatever things you are currently facing in your life. He is greater than these things. And he is watching over you for good. Amen. He loves you with an everlasting love. And remember that your name is written in the book of life. Now, I know on the, on the surface, it's like, well, I still got bills to pay. Yeah, you still got bills to pay, but don't let the cares and the worries of this world choke it out, right? We were already warned about that. So the joy that the Lord gives you because your name is, is you know, is written in the book of life. The, the, the joy that the Lord gives us is not rooted in earthly things. So when your mind cannot get any respite, it can't get a break, you know, it's worried about this, it's worried about that, you're stressed out, you're tired, you know, it's the things of this world. Our God has given us something to hope in. He's given us something to rejoice in. And it's him and it's his character and it's his love and his kindness and his goodness to you. Amen. To me, it's his word that never changes. And the fact that our salvation is in Christ. So these are things that the world, it, it, it can't diminish it. It can't take it away. Okay. It can't corrode what God has given to you and me through his son Christ. So first thing I just wanted to come on and encourage you because it can be very difficult at times in this present world that we're living in. But Christ has already won the victory for you and I. Amen. Amen. Okay. And on that note, we're going to go ahead and pray and then we're going to get started. Father God, we thank you in the name of your beloved son, Jesus. Oh, what a God. Father, thank you for loving us with an everlasting love, Father. Thank you for sending your son, Jesus, to die for us despite all of the sins that we committed. And even if in our own eyes we think that we're not that bad, Father, we know that even to break one of your commandments, according to your word, we are worthy of death. There is no human that is worthy uh, to have our name written in the book of life. Father, thank you for this gift, God. If you did nothing else, we can thank you for all of eternity just on that alone, Father. Please help my brothers and sisters, Father, wherever they are in this world, God, whatever they're going through right now, I pray that you would strengthen them, Father, and the Holy Ghost. I pray that you would call them, each one of them by name, Father, to come into the, this season with you, Father. This, this is a special time and a special place, Father, and a special season where you're calling your people to come in and to get refreshed, but they're going to get refreshed by seeking you. They're going to get refreshed by being in your presence. Amen. You say, be patient and wait on the Lord. 
right? wait on you. And, and that doesn't just mean wait like we're waiting for you, but wait like someone that's waiting on an important person, like a server or a waiter. We're waiting on you. We're ministering to you. We're loving on you. And as we're doing these things, Father, show us how wonderful you are. Show us, Father. And take those worries away. Take those cares away, Father, and continue to fill your people with joy in the Holy Ghost, Father. I pray that you would use me for this message, that you would anoint me, that you would use me. Don't help me do this message, God. Please do it through me. I offer myself up to you willingly and gladly in the name of Jesus. Oh, and my Father, last thing I ask is also that you would touch the hearts of my brothers and sisters around the world, Father, in Christ, and that they would receive this message, Father. Ah, thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, for already going before me and touching their hearts, God. I pray for an atmosphere of grace wherever they are, Father. I pray that your presence would fill that place, Father. We thank you for your glory in their lives and all that you've done and all that you're going to do. And we ask these things in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Oh, we. Okay, let's go ahead and do this thing. So, The title for today's uh, episode is Behold the God Who Never Sleeps. Behold the God Who Never Sleeps. Now, some of you already know where this is coming from, what scripture this is coming from. Some of you do not. So uh, on that note, we're going to go ahead and read Psalm 121. Psalm 121 is a relatively short psalm. Um, yeah, pretty short. There's only eight verses. It is a super powerful, super encouraging scripture. Uh, so much truth and encouragement found there. Now, I'm going to go ahead and read the entire uh, scripture, the entire passage. However, we're really only focused on uh, one verse. That's that's what's coming. That's where this title came from. So anyway, without further ado. Psalm 121, I will lift up mine eyes until the hills from whence cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord, which made heaven and earth. He will not suffer thy foot to be moved. He that keepeth thee will not slumber. Behold, he that keepeth Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is thy keeper. The Lord is thy shade upon thy right hand. The sun shall not smite thee by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord shall preserve thee from all evil. He shall preserve thy soul. The Lord shall preserve thy going out and thy coming in from this time forth and even forevermore. Amen. So the focus here is. Three and four, right? He will not suffer thy foot to be moved. He that keepeth thee will not slumber. Behold, he that keepeth Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. So I want to encourage you right off the bat that the Lord our God, amen, is 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 not a God who is sleeping. Right? He's not a God who is sleeping. He's not a God who's off in the distance. He's distracted somewhere. He done forgot about you. See, that's not the Lord. The Lord is faithful. And you have to know that your God is working on your behalf day and night. You know, right there, God said he never sleeps. He doesn't slumber. 
He doesn't sleep. So when someone is slumbering, they're sleeping, but they're in such a deep sleep. You can't shake them. You can't wake them, right? They're slumbering. They're just snoring blissfully and they, they have no idea what's going on around them. That's not the Lord. Amen. The Lord is focused. He's focused on you. The Bible says that you are the apple of his eye. He's always thinking about you. Have you ever been in love with someone, whether it's a, 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 a spouse, a significant other, you, or one of your children? You know, when you love somebody, they're always on your mind, right? Because they're always in your heart. You're always thinking about them. Even if someone has passed on the glory, you know, and you still love this person. You still think about that person. Right. They're, you, they're always on your mind and always on your heart because you love them. Where did we get this capacity to love like this? Well, obviously, we got it from our father. We're made in his image. Right. We're made in the image of almighty God. That's how he loves. Therefore, that's how we love. OK, his is a perfect love. Ours is not. But, you know, still, you can see the similarity there. Right. So keep in mind that God almighty is working on your behalf day and night. You know, now he's working on your behalf to keep you safe. This is a very dangerous world. This is a, a, a battlefield. It's a war zone, right? We were born into a war between the Lord, the armies of heaven, and Satan, the, you know, the armies of Satan. It's a mismatched war, right? Some people mistakenly think that God and Satan are opposites. They're equal. That That is not... A true statement at all. Right. God made he created Satan. So it's, it's not even a fair fight, quite honestly. <laughs> but God is righteous. Amen. Um, but keep in mind that, you know, he's with you. He's always working to keep you safe from the enemy. He's working to keep you safe even from yourself. He's working to keep you safe from people that will want to do you harm, from people that will want to do evil and steal from you and, and all types of things. Right. The Lord is faithful. He is your shepherd. Right. The Lord is your shepherd. You shall not want. The shepherd took care of the sheep. The shepherd looks out for the sheep. The shepherd fed the sheep. The, the, the shepherd put medicine on the sheep when they got hurt. Like that's what the Lord does for you. Right. That's what he does for me. He's God almighty. We're his people. And one thing about the Lord that you should know, if you don't already know, is that the Lord is a jealous God. Right. He's Elkanah. He is a jealous God, El Kana. He's jealous. He's jealous for us. And in today's vernacular, we would say, God don't play that. He don't play when it comes to his people. He don't play when it comes to Israel. He don't play when it comes to his children, right? That's, that's who he is. So, you know, don't let the enemy trip you up or don't let your mind trip you up. Because a lot of times people want to uh, humanize God, right? And they want to... Uh, put their characteristics on God, but God is perfect. He's not like them, right? God is perfect. So whereas you and I might say, oh, you know, we're, we're going to do this. We might give up. We might, you know, faint because we're so tired or weary. God's not like that. So let's not put that on God. So when we have a thought that is contrary to who God is, and if you're not sure who God is, then just look in the Bible. The Bible tells you who God is. It shows you his character. 
God is faithful. He's always been faithful. Right. He's always been faithful to cover his people. Even when his people aren't faithful to him, God is still faithful. So when you're having these thoughts and with, and I always say whether it came from the devil, whether it came from you is irrelevant. It's really irrelevant. Right. What is relevant is that you focus on the truth. Who is God? Now, this message is very important because a lot of us are in a season of transition. We've talked about that before, where the Lord is bringing bringing to pass these promises, these awesome and, and amazing promises that he promised you probably some time ago. Right. Like for me, I told you it's been over 20 years. The Lord promised me very specific things. And now I'm just now seeing the first fruits. It's like, wow, we're here in the land. We're here in the promised land. It's what God said. It's starting right now. Right. But some of you haven't even gotten that far yet. You're still in that season where you're holding on to the promises of God for you. I don't mean some generic promise because there's many promises in the Bible and they're all good promises. But then there are promises that the Holy Spirit will quicken to you. It's just for you. Right. You can read every promise in that book. And, and not claim every promise in the book. Right. But then there are some promises where the Holy Spirit is telling you this thing right there on that verse and that verse and that verse. I'm going to do that for you. He'll quicken it. And it's up to you to hold on to that. Now, since God knows he's dealing with an imperfect people, he will remind you from time to time. You know, I'm going to do this. Look at what he did with Abraham. I mean, he could have just told Abraham one time that he was going to bless him and, you know, and make him a, a, a father of nations. Right. But he told him multiple times. This is God's character. This is who he is. This is more importantly how he is. You have to learn God's ways. So even though we're not going to know everything about God, like I always say, you can know God's character. And God tells you in the Bible, he changes not. God does not change. He's not like people. Oh, I'm like this one day. I'm like this another day. You know, I watch this TV show and I just changed my whole idea on life. Oh, you know, that's not God. <laughs> that's not him at all. Right. God simply is. His character never changes. He's perfect. He's holy. He's righteous. He's faithful. He's merciful. He's kind. He's just. He's good. Right? These are attributes of God's character. And by God, I mean the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Amen. By God, I mean his father, right? Our father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. By God, I mean the Holy Spirit of God. Some people say the Holy Ghost. This is God. He doesn't change, right? So you have to remember as you're going through this season and you're waiting for God to manifest the things God to manifest, not you're going to manifest. You know, that's a popular thing right now. I'm just saying. But while you're waiting for God to bring these things to pass, you have to hold in your heart an image of who God is. And I don't mean like a picture, like a physical picture, but, you know, like about his goodness, about about how he is. You have to lock these things in your mind, lock them in your heart. So you remember always, no matter what, no matter what, no matter what. Right. 
No matter what you see, no matter what you hear, no matter what it looks like, you hold on. I know the Lord is coming. I know the Lord is going to bring me out of this. I know he's faithful. I know he's going to bring me out. I know he's going to bring the past, the things that he said to me. Right? You have to hold out. You have to hold on to this thing while you're waiting for the blessings, because if you don't, you won't get it. I'm just telling you, right? You have to hold on to the very end. You have to to faint, not hold on in due season. Right. You will reap. But if you say, uh, I'm just going to give up on the Lord. Oh, you know, I, I thought he was going to do this, this and that. Uh, you know, I'm mad at the Lord now. He said he was going to do this. Why did he do this for me? He lied to me. You know, people get all bent out of shape about stuff and they forget who the Lord is. So I wanted to encourage you today to remember who the Lord is. Remember who he is in the scripture. Look him up. He's in there. Remember who he's been in your life. Look him up because he's right there. Right. The Bible says the Lord is in our midst. He's right here with us. But you have to do the work to remember. Get a journal. What is a journal? A journal could be a notebook. It could be a nice little fancy book. with pay. It's just paper. Right. Where you're going to write down the stuff that the Lord has done for you. You write down the prayers that, you know, that you prayed, you write down if the Lord gave you a dream or a vision or insight or understanding, you write this stuff down. You're chronicling, right? You're basically chronicling your time with the Lord. I have I have journals for the last 25 years in my house. It's literally a history of my life with the Lord. So I can look back no matter what I was going through. I can look back. Let me see. Uh, this journal starts. Um, this one started in 1996, ended in 1997. Okay, let me look through there, right? And what you're doing is as the Lord is delivering you, and more importantly, as the Lord is teaching you principles, he's teaching you his life's lessons. You need to write those things down because you're going to see it again. <laughs> you're going to see it again because the devil is the same devil. He might send different people, but his M.O. is always going to be the same. And, you know, he'll back away from you for a while. So it's so. So you forget. Right. So you forget that he, he attacks you like this. Oh, it's been like six or seven years. You don't forgot now. So when he attacks you again, you forget how to move. You forget how to respond. Right. But if you have your journal, if you've been faithfully writing down uh, how faithful the Lord has been to you over the years, you'll just look and oh, there it is right there. Oh, yeah. I remember the devil attacked me like this. And the Lord told me this, this, that and the other. And the Lord did this and the Lord did that. Oh, hallelujah. Right now. I remember. So it's up to you. God always does his part. And in man, we have our part in our part in this to hold on. Uh, uh, to the promises that God has made you is not just to read it again in the Bible, which you need to do to keep reading the promise and keep speaking it over your life that he told you, but also chronicle your life with the Lord. Right. You know, one thing about the Bible, as we know, it is a true book, but and not but and the Bible is the most historically accurate 
uh, a doc, document known to man. It is so rich with, with, with historical accuracy because it was all written down. It was chronicled as the Holy Spirit led people. They wrote all these things down. That's how your journal should be. So when you're old and gray or if you're old and gray right now, you could look back and be like, wow, I remember the Lord, my God. You know, for me, I'm, I'm 53. I'll be 54 this year. But I can look back to when I was 25 and 26 and see how faithful the Lord was way back then. He's never changed. Not one time. Isn't that amazing? Isn't our God amazing like that? That he doesn't change. He doesn't change like the shifting shadows. He is simply who he is and he will never change. So don't let your perception of the Lord change into a negative one. God didn't come through. He failed me. He ain't coming through. What if God don't make it? Hey, 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 shut that stuff up. Shut it up. You got to tell yourself, shut up. <laughs> tell the devil, shut up. Tell your soul, shut up. The Lord's not like that. Think about this. Somebody that you love, because somebody might say, well, that's, that sounds kind of harsh, Brother Mike. Telling, you know, telling the devil to shut up or telling your own soul to shut up. That seems pretty harsh, right? Well, think about this. If you have somebody that you love dearly, right? Somebody walks up and starts saying evil things about them, things that are not in line with who they are. You're just going to stand there and be like, hey, don't, you know, you shouldn't say that about, uh, you know, you shouldn't say that about him. He's really a nice person. You know, they're saying some really nasty stuff that doesn't line up. At some point, because you love this person, you are going to be incensed. And you're going to stand up and say, hey, knock it off. Hey, shut up. Don't say that. Right. Hey, you don't talk. You don't talk about him like that. You know, you stand up. <laughs> you, you should stand up for the ones that you love when you see something wrong being done to them. You should stand up for the ones you love when you hear people vilifying them and saying that saying evil things about them. And it doesn't make a difference if it's somebody external to you or if it's you. <laughs> OK, when your soul starts acting up the same thing I do. I tell my soul, knock it off. I tell my soul, shut up with that. The Lord is not like that. The Lord is boom. And I start saying the scriptures and then and then I make myself remember what the Lord has done. You know, a good practice is look for the Lord every day. Look for him every single day. One of the things I do either at night or first thing in the morning when I wake up in my mind, I say, where is my God? Where is my God? And I mentally scroll back through the whole day or, you know, the day before or a few days. And I'm looking for the things that the Lord did. I'm looking for the ways that the Lord intervened. The Lord helped me. The Lord spoke to me. The Lord showed me these things. Right. And I'm like, yeah, there's my God right there. There's my God right there. There's my God right there and there and there. And it encourages me so much. And then I'm ready. Like, yeah, Lord, let's go. Let's take them. Let's take them. Yeah. Right. Because the Lord is with me. He's all around me. He's all around you. But you have to look for him because some of the stuff he does is so it's so blatant and so obvious. But sometimes we don't realize, hey, that was the Lord. But if you stop and just look, the Holy Spirit will let you know, look, I was right there. That was me. And I said that and that and that. So that encourages you while you're waiting for the God that doesn't slumber nor sleep. Now we're moving forward. Now, another part of this message, you know, behold, he that keepeth Israel, so neither slumber nor sleep. While it's encouraging for you, that's very discouraging for your enemy. 
Right. Because, you know, when they're getting they, they think they're getting away with doing stuff to you. You, you can look at even in the Bible. Right. The devil thought he killed Jesus. He thought he succeeded in, in, in killing the son of the son of God. But then on the third day, he realized, oh, no, I, I've made a, a huge mistake. I grossly underestimated him, right? Oh no, he's alive with all power and glory. Amen, right? Like, <laughs> the enemy always underestimates God's love for you. He always does. But they think that while it looks like they're getting away with you, that God has forgotten you or that God has forsaken you or that God is not even with you at all. They think that they can get away with doing evil to you and God is not going to do anything. But see, the Lord is not the Lord is not slack concerning his promises. The Lord is not a man that he should lie. Hold on. Let me see where it is. Where it is. Numbers twenty three nineteen. Numbers 23, 19 says that God is not a man that he should lie. God doesn't lie. So if God said that he's going to deal with your enemies, which he tells you multiple times throughout the Bible, then you know that the Lord is going to deal with your enemies. OK, and they think they're getting away with it, but it's just a matter of time. And that's what you have to tell yourself. I know at some point in the future, the Lord is going to deliver me from this. I know that at some point the Lord is going to deal with my enemies and he will. He will. So, yeah, <laughs> they think he's sleeping, but really, no, he's he's not sleeping at all. And he's and they're going to get it right. Our enemies are going to get it because they messed with us and messing with us is tantamount to messing with the Lord. So just remember that God is faithful. Amen. OK, moving, moving along, moving along. Let's talk about being patient. Let's go back to being patient and waiting on the Lord. Amen. Nope, I got to back up even more. Okay, sorry, sorry. Philippians 1 6. The Lord is faithful to complete the work in you and to bring what he promised you to pass. The scripture says, Philippians 1 6, being confident of this very thing. That he which hath begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. So again, as you're waiting, you're patiently waiting on the Lord. You're remembering his promises. You're holding in your heart who the Lord is, how the Lord is, what he said he's going to do, what he's done for you. But also to add to that, you have to be confident, right? confident that the Lord, who is the one that started the good work in you and me in the first place, that he's not just going to forget about it and be like, yeah, I started this thing, but but I'm not going to bring it to pass. Is that God? Is that the Lord? He's, you know, come on now, you know, he's not like that, right? He's faithful, right? And the scripture says, right, that he which begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. So no matter how long it's been, Think about how long Abraham was waiting for the promise of God to be, you know, manifested in his life with his son, Isaac. It, it was many years, right? He was past 90. He was very, very old by then. But the Lord was faithful. He did bring it to pass. And, you know, 
Abraham never doubted the Lord. The Bible says that his faith was his faith was credited to him as righteousness. He believed what God told him. He held it in his heart all those years for decades and decades and decades. The Lord said he's going to do this. He will surely do it. Why? Because he said so. And even when he finally got his son and then God told him, kill your son, your only son. You know, the Bible explains the, the thought process that was going on in Abraham's mind. He thought to himself, the Bible says he reckoned, he reckoned, Abraham reckoned. In other words, he's thinking, right? Hmm. God told me he was going to give me a son. And God told me that through that son, you know, I would be a father to all the nations on the earth. But God just told me to kill my son. Wait, how can that be? See, God is true. God can't lie. So all of this stuff is going on in his mind. He's remembering what God told him. He's looking in his face at what God did. There is the son of promise. But he has to remember who God is because God just told him to kill his son. Wait, what? What? But he never doubted God. He thought about it and, and then realized, oh, well, you know what? God is God. He has the power over life and death. Oh, OK, I guess God is just going to bring my son back to life after I kill him. OK, where's the knife? I'm going to kill him. Right. <laughs> and the Lord said, no, Abraham, stop. Right. Now I know you believe. Right. He God saw the whole process going on inside of Abraham. That is a type of how we need to be. Being confident of this very thing that he which hath began a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. Abraham did not doubt. Even after several decades and then when he got the child, God says, kill him. But Abraham remembered who God was coming to a close. Abraham remembered who God was. Abraham remembered what God said and what God had done. And that's why after he thought about it, after he reckoned, he said, OK, I'm going to kill him. <laughs> I mean, it's like, oh, my goodness. Right. But he was ready to do it. He would have done it. That's how sold out Abraham was for God. That's how sold out Abraham was on who God is, on who his character is. Right. He just couldn't even bring in his mind that God, you understand that? His mind literally would not compute. He didn't allow his brain to compute and say, God, uh, God lied to me. Oh, oh, God didn't really mean what he said. Oh, you see that? He sat there and he thought until he figured out a way to see, okay, well, obviously God is not unholy, unjust, unrighteous. He can't lie. So the only thing that this could mean is, oh, He's going to raise my son from the dead. That's the mindset that you and I have to have as Christians. All our lives, but especially while you're in a waiting season and while you're in that transition season, right? This is the mindset we must have. So when things go awry, for example, I, I closed a large contract. Uh, <laughs> I've never had an issue collecting money on one of my contracts for my company, but this company who is a, a good client of mine, you know, for some reason it's taken months. We did the work in November. I'm usually paid already. We just now got paid at the end of January. So the whole time that's going through, 
you know, my, my mind is saying th- certain things and I got to tell my brain, shut up. The Lord is not like that. <laughs> Clearly, God is doing something that I'm not aware of. And he was doing. He was doing something. He was working some things out in my heart. Right. Working some things out. And then when the things was worked out, here you go, son. There's the money. Right. But I had to get to the point where I'm going, OK, the Lord is doing something here. I don't know what he's doing, but he's doing something. And this ties into being patient and waiting on the Lord. I'm going to read these scriptures here. Um, Psalm 27, verse 14. It says, wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and he shall strengthen thine heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. That's Psalm 27, 14. Okay, we'll do that one first and then we'll come to Romans. So you see that? Wait on the Lord. So waiting isn't just like, you, you checking your watch, you, you tapping your toe, I'm, I'm waiting on him any day. And I'm wait- that, that's not really waiting. That's not the wait we're talking about here. I mean, yeah, you are waiting on the Lord, but it's more like you're, you wait on the Lord while you're waiting. And, and, and the word wait, it's like a wait, a waiter or a wait staff, right? So, Lord, how may I serve you today? Lord, what do you need from me today, my Lord? What do you need from me, my God? What do you need from me, my king? How can I be of service to you? That is waiting. (laughs) That's waiting. And you don't just say it, but you seek him in prayer, in in prayer and in fasting, in godly meditation on the word of God. Don't blank your mind out. It's not that type of meditation. Godly meditation is different. So we're focusing in on what the Lord told us. And we're waiting on him. And as you wait on the Lord, as you're waiting on him, like a waiter would wait on you at the table. How can I be of service to you, Lord? What do you need from me? I'm here to serve you, Lord. What do you need? I love you. You know, as you're waiting on God, he'll talk to you. He'll tell you. He'll lay things on your heart. Right? He'll give you a word. He'll give you a vision. He'll give you a scripture. He'll give you a dream. You'll just know certain things. But that's what it is. While you're waiting, wait on the Lord. Amen. And just because, you know, to you and I, this thing is taking a long time, right? People, it's been a minute. You know, it's the microwave generation. We say it now. We want it right now. But that's not how things are with God, right? Sometimes he can come through and it'll be an immediate thing. But more often than not, you and I are going to wait. He's going to grow patience in us. Let patience have her way, the Bible says. Right. And we just going to wait and grow and trust the Lord. Right now, again, just because it's taken a while to me and you and, and because he hasn't explained it to us yet. That doesn't mean that God is not actively working to bring to pass the things that he told you he's going to bring to pass. So in the waiting season, in the waiting in the transition or the waiting season, this is where we're working out the doubt. This is where God is working out the doubt. It's where he's, he's building up trust in us to understand like Abraham understood. Okay, well, I'm praying to God about this thing. He clearly is looking at me because he's God. He clearly heard me because he's God. Why is he not fixing this? 
Hmm. See, now this is where you start. God is working, you know. He's the potter. He's the potter. So his hands are going up and down on the clay. He's, he's forming something. He's making something, right? And it's in those moments when you're, you're faced with a decision, like I was faced with a decision. I've been praying about this. The Lord surely knows I'm praying about it. He saw what's going on. The Lord could have made this happen immediately, but he didn't. Hmm. God, what are you doing? Not in a rude way, but like, I'm curious. What are you doing? What do you want me to learn? Is this something you want me to learn? What are you doing right now? See, when you, you know, it's during that time. I could have gotten an attitude. I could have got all been out of shape and felt all some type of way about it. And then I'm looking at the Lord sideways like he did something evil to me. But I didn't do that. I'm like, hmm, Lord, what you what you up to, Lord? Surely it's something good on my behalf. I don't know what it is, but it must be good. Are you going to let me know what it is? You know, I keep going back to him. Right. And he's shaping. He's shaping. So as you do that in your life, he's shaping you. He's shaping you. He's the potter. Right. He's shaping you into the person that you were created to be. So just be patient and wait on the Lord. Now for the last scripture, I believe. We're going to Romans. I love the book of Romans. Oh, so good. <laughs> I love the book of Romans. Okay, we're in Romans 8, 24 and 25. And the Bible says, for we are saved by hope, but hope that is seen is not hope. For what a man seeth, why doth he yet hope for? But if we hope for that we see not, then do we with patience wait for it, right? Can you see the thing that the Lord said he's going to do for you? Can you patiently wait and in your heart see like, I know the Lord's going to do this because he always comes through. Oh, I'm so excited. The Lord is surely going to do this. Do you talk about it with yourself? <laughs> do you talk about it with your significant others? You know, if you're allowed to share that thing the Lord has told you, do you talk it out? You talk it up? Or not. Right? Or are you getting all bent out of shape because what you're looking for, you're not seeing it yet. Right. The Bible says in Hebrews 11, right, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things unseen. So, OK, you don't have it yet. You're going to let yourself get all bent out of shape because you don't see it because it hasn't been delivered to your doorstep yet. No, you just wait. And the way you wait will determine how much you grow in Christ. OK, don't get don't allow yourself to get bent out of shape. Coming to a close. Don't allow yourself to get bent out of shape. Be patient. Go to the Lord as a good waiter, a waiter, W-A-I-T-E-R, or like a servant or like a maid or a butler. You're going to him. How can I serve you? This time, okay, God has given me this time to seek him on the matter, to seek his will, to seek what is going on. What is he doing? What does he want me to understand? Lord, is there anything in me that you want to work out during this season while I'm patiently waiting? I can't tell you how many times over the last <laughs> 20, 20 plus years I've gone to God and I'm like, hey, in a nice, respectful way, like father, like, I know you said you're going to do this. You are surely going to do it. Oh, God, but when is it coming? When are you going to do it? Right. And, and the answer invariably I would always, almost always get is wait, be patient. 
ah, okay, <laughs> right, okay, and that's that. So I know he's working on it, but you know, it's on me. Why am I being impatient with God? Am I afraid? Like, well, maybe God forgot because I was afraid. God, did you forget? Oh God, did I mess up? Did I not hear you right? It's, it's all types of stuff going on, but I was patient. I had to wait. And while I was waiting, I waited on him and he worked all of this stuff out in me and he'll do the same thing for you. So in recap, remember, the Lord is not a person. He doesn't go to sleep. He didn't forget about you. Be encouraged. God is always working on your behalf to bring about the things that he said he would do for you. He's always working to keep you safe and to protect you from the enemy. Remember, he is faithful. Amen. Remember, John 14, verse two says, if it were not so, I would have told you. Jesus is not a liar. If, if, if it wasn't a true thing, he wouldn't have said it to you. OK, remember who he is. Remember his character. Remember his ways. Get yourself a journal if you don't have one and chronicle your life with the Lord, your journeys, your experiences, your adventures with the Lord, chronicle them down. And lastly, be patient and wait on the Lord. While you're waiting, wait on the Lord. Okay, okay, that's it, that's it. Hey, I'm so glad to deliver this message to you all today because I believe that if you do it, and I know that if you do these things, it's gonna drastically change your life for the better drastically change your relationship with the Lord for the better. It's going to make you closer. No matter what you think you want, really all that you want is found in Jesus. No matter what it is that you want, really what you want is Jesus. Once you have Jesus, then you got everything. Understand? Okay, that's it. Hey, always remember I love you with the love of the Lord. And always remember, right? <laughs> Submit yourself first unto the Lord, then resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Until next time, aloha and be blessed.